It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Episode 3, The Second Coming, is over, but here in Poster Recaps, we're just getting started. My name is Grace, but of course I'm not alone. Here's Jason Reed. Jason, how you doing? Grace, I'm doing good. Uh, I came on here and claimed the thimble before you could you could get in oh, get into the recording, so, you know, I, I got what I needed for the day. I thought you always just, sometimes you choose the top hat, you know, who knows? Yeah, sometimes on the horse seat, sometimes on a little iron, but you know, today I know since you like the thimble, uh, I had to get in here first and get the thimble brutal who knew family uh, monopoly night is uh tr- after the last time we saw it turns out they they still want to play huh johnny and jimmy yeah, they're, they're still doing it even though you know the last time you know i mean it's just how it goes sometimes maybe it's a, a common staple of monopoly that the the kids get you know get reamed out for not being cutthroat enough at not monopoly so there it was just a, it wasn't even a one-time thing just water off of duck's back they were fine with it yeah, I always forget uh, the name of the actress who is like also around uh, t- uh, in scenes with uh, Jeannie, Molly Gordon. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> did they do they shoot all of her stuff in one day? Because he's probably here, like, for two minutes every every episode. She's like, I gotta get back. I gotta get back to the bear. So we gotta make this quick. <laughs> uh, she played. Uh, she plays Linda. She had a funny line. She thought that her dad, uh, Jeannie's dad, was more of a twister guy. She's she's, like, she's always coming correct. in and like dropping these seeds yeah. uh, into Jeannie's mind and then just just dipping out. Like that's just what that's she's right. here for. All right. Well, we're here to chat about the second coming. Um, we'll get into it. Make sure you subscribe. PostureRecaps.com slash HBO. PostureRecaps.com slash winning time. You can also check out uh, the the video versions of these podcasts on YouTube.com slash PostureRecaps. Jason, what'd you make of the second coming? You know, I actually, I don't know if this is going to be a hot take or not. I thought this was the best episode of season two so far. I think that that's a fair take. I think probably, I think maybe episode one is up in contention, but this is a really good episode, I think. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Recovered a lot. Um, you know, and, and you know, I, we've been really trying to guess how the show is going to handle uh, covering four seasons in one season of TV. And I, I, we still didn't get it. Like, we haven't even started this, this, this you know, what is going to be the 1981 season? uh we still haven't started we didn't start it yeah nope we were like trying to uh predict um like how many episodes per season uh they would cover uh turns out yeah we don't even get a season this year but we also get basically 1976 to 1981 in this in a flashback with larry yeah Yeah. like you know i thought this was a show about the lakers well, why you know, and honestly, I think if this was a, a 10 episode season, yeah, I think we could have gotten a you know, a whole and some shows do this, we could have gotten a whole episode dedicated to Larry Bird's origin, um, instead of just these kind of intercut, which which really you know kind of felt forced in a way to me, just these these intercut scenes of Larry Bird's origin in here. I think we could have gotten a whole episode just based on Larry Bird and his and his origins. I mean, we'll we'll see, I think, at the end of seven episodes, if I think that having the Larry Bird episode is sort of worth it. Not that it's entirely Larry Bird. Uh, we we definitely have some Paul Westhead uh, versus everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, totally. And then and then Magic and Norm, um, which we'll get to. But I, I did like it. I thought that I feel like this show nails tone and vibe and mm-hmm, so yeah. basically having like a willie nelson song playing as we're like in french like indiana i thought was was so good in a way that i thought it was really fun to sort of take the winning time thing and imagine if this was you know about the celtics in the 80s mm-hmm. and do that larry bird thing i i yeah the the part of me that's like i really enjoyed it and then this part of my brain that i can't turn off which is like we only have seven episodes what do you do what are you doing yeah. this is the like show. i kept thinking like we're yeah. not even going to start the season by the yeah. time we get to the end of the episode I'm like how are y'all going to do this yeah i mean uh i definitely thought this was going to be the final episode for one uh person in particular and no not true because we don't start the season so um let me give a quick plot recap and then we'll get into it so bus is on a mission to figure out what went wrong last season and he interviews several people and learns essentially of two conflicts norm thinks that magic is the problem with the team's chemistry and several people think that paul westhead has too much authority on this team um paul hires his own scout a new assistant coach to look into mitch Kupchak, uh who he wants to trade for and pat is upset when he learns that uh chones is going to going to dc in the trade for cup check um paul insists he wants pat around but only if he plays the role of lieutenant um meanwhile we get the backstory of larry bird he drops out of indiana university and moves back home to french lick indiana the best name town for our hillbilly larry bird um he does come home one day and find his dad has killed himself um uh but he he uh 
keeps working home. I, this is not in there, but apparently he, he's a, a garbage man um, when he moved back to home. He gets scouted by a coach at Indiana State University and ultimately joins the team. He plays well enough to get drafted by Red Auerbach, despite being beaten by Magic in the state championship, who sees him as a, a, as a goddamn Celtic. Um, Magic uh, wants a bus to show his commitment to the team uh, by signing him to an extension past the five years that are already on his contract. Um, bus has to uh, finagle this with, with Claire, but ultimately decides to offer Magic a 25-year, $25 million contract um, that will keep him... Uh, uh, you know, have some money even after he's finished playing with the Lakers. This ultimately means that Norm Nixon potentially is the odd man out. And Re uh, sorry, uh, Jerry Buss offers him the opportunity to be traded. He could trade him anywhere in the league. And Norm says, I like being a Laker. Uh, we're good. Uh, to which Magic Johnson tells him, stop eating my melon. Um, I think that's uh, essentially uh, uh, it. Might have missed There's some genie uh, uh, Johnny drama, but we'll get into it. Um, so where should we start? What's the headline? Headline is, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Just just Larry Bird. Like Larry Bird's an yeah. interesting character, and we see we we see that here. I think, as you mentioned, I think we're 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 almost setting up the big bad in a way in this yeah. episode. That and we, I would guess that Larry Bird is going to be a huge part of the rest of this season. It's just an interesting way that they really introduced him into this this show. We saw him a little bit in season one. Now it seems like we're going to see him a lot more in this season. So I really like, again, I said I really like the Larry Bird stuff. Again, I'm not sure if we should have done it if we only have seven episodes in this season. But what we got, I really um, enjoyed. Um, I really felt this, this conflict. I grew up in a very small town. And when I went to uh, university, I did have this tough time. And I didn't even go, to, like him, I didn't go to like this huge university. Uh, but I did have this tough time with like, where should I be? What am I doing with my life? Sort of conflict. Um, didn't drop out, but uh, that's what Larry Bird chooses um, uh, uh, to do. Um, and 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 then this this sort of idea that he comes home and his dad is like, you don't want to live here, man. Like you don't want what I what I have, which ultimately, um, and this is all true, um, his father does uh, uh, commit suicide is quite uh, a tragedy and complex, uh, you know, I think scenario. And I can see why the show was potentially interested in showcasing it on the screen because i think it does make you know this is like you know even more than magic in some ways it de definitely feels like uh um like he kind of overcomes the odds to make it as this like boston celtic superstar yeah and i mean in the in like the companion guides that we get from hbo it tells a little more behind the scenes story it tells more of larry bird's story of how he you know he was recruited into indiana university by bobby knight of all people uh you know right out of high school and, you know, he, he didn't even play one single game for for Indiana University before he decides to leave and, and you know, go back home because, you know, he, there's so like, as he says in the episode, there's so much in, in the, the big city as he puts it. He gets homesick yeah. and leaves. And, you know, he you know, his dad, his mom were having problems. They were divorced. And that really ended up, uh, you know, having leaving his dad very depressed, which, you know, leads to him taking his own life. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, like I said, I felt like we could have had we could have expounded a lot more on this and really shown the full range for what, what brought Larry Bird to Boston. Uh, for me, it's just a shame that we got just these kind of, just these few scenes that were very effective, but I feel like we could have gotten more out of it. 
Yeah, so the scenes that we do get, we do get Larry Bird playing in jeans, which apparently also is a true story. Uh, as the show points out, this actually happened. Um, puts up a, a bunch of points and uh, eventually goes on uh, to play for Indiana State University, the Hoosiers. And um, a big piece at the end, I, I do think they did a pretty good job here of tying you know, why we're seeing this back into the story with, uh, with magic. Actually, I forgot the scene that we opened up with, which I really liked as well. Uh, you, we talked about how episode one really dived into the campiness, the like, you know, TV magic, uh, in the, no, that's a pun because magic Johnson's on the show. <laughs> uh, episode two pulls back in a little bit. Episode three, we start with like Larry and red, like blowing their cigars and the smoke goes into bus and magic's face. I yeah. love that. And at the end of the episode, like bird has just won a championship, but comes home uh, to the place where his father um, has killed himself, opens up this like, you know, portfolio of newspaper articles. He wants to put in the one about his, his championship win. And he sees uh, the article about how magic beat him um, for the national championship. So um, I thought it, it, you know, I definitely agree. We could have gone deeper and done and done more, you know, like I do feel like, you know, his father, his father's story certainly we like we get one scene with that guy before he does what he does and like i can see where you want to put it in i i sometimes also feel like you got to be so maybe more delicate with these type of stories because this feels like i don't know sensational in a way but it's not it's like it is true but it's tricky it's tricky thing to try to balance in your tv show yeah 100 i just felt like uh you know, I like I read a little bit about the Larry Bird uh, actor. You know, kind of he's always wanted to play Larry Bird his entire life, and he got that this true? opportunity. That's yeah. awesome. And I think that I think I read that Bo Burnham was actually up for the Larry Bird part. I don't know that would have worked, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know to to turn it down based on like scheduling or something. Yeah. Uh, and then this guy who's been wanting to play Larry Bird his entire life because people have kept telling him that he looks like Larry Bird. You know, actually gets the the once in a lifetime shot to play Larry Bird, which is you know think about the casting of this of this show, which is also an interesting kind of story. It's a lot of mm-hmm. relative unknowns, and we think about this guy who's you know always been told he to play Larry Bird. We think about Norm Nixon, who the actor playing Norm is actually the son of the real Norm Nixon, which is yeah. fantastic. You know, a fantastic little twist to the casting story. So I think I, I think this show is really hit kind of a gold mine with a lot of their casting choices for everyone from magic to, uh, you know, to Kareem to Larry Burge, Norm Nixon. I think they're, they're really hitting on all cylinders there. I also like the choice to cast, um, magic and and larry bird as not like big names uh this is sean patrick small playing larry bird which is ironic because he's very tall uh and quincy isaiah as uh as magic johnson i think are good casting choices in that mm. um i do think like for me by far and away like the thing i'm seeing the most like resonance with is definitely adrian brody as pat riley um i just don't know Westhead or bus or um even jerry west uh i think the jason clark performance is, is really good um but i like the choice to have these two young guys in in these roles of like the young up-and-comers i feel like it's very it's fitting um uh in a way a world, do you think there's a world where you could have really framed this tv show instead of the destiny of the lakers as a magic versus bird uh type of situation a hundred percent. I definitely think we could. I think it's because it's based off the book uh, that yeah. there's so much. And, and you know, we start off with the book. Like, I think that if you if you build a show as 
uh, bird versus magic, you you probably lose more of like that Jerry Bessel wouldn't be in there, but sort of him being the other person who often like looks at the camera and like breaks the yeah. fourth wall. I think that you would get you would get much more and red like J Jerry and Red would be like uh, yeah they people, would be like, really they yeah. would be really supporting characters. We I think we can still like get their get their characterization in there a lot if it was a magic versus bird thing they would still be big characters i think it would be interesting to to you know to delve more into the larry bird stuff we could have done that if it was a a magic versus bird kind of show both their origin stories set against each other and kind of uh how they relate to each other yeah i i do think the one thing about this show that i've really appreciated especially last season was focusing on the Lakers meant that they could tell the Haywood Kareem story. Mm -hmm. um, uh, some of the, the thing of like, you know, not, not to like diminish what Larry Bird did in the NBA, but I do think like, yeah, telling the story about a, a, a sport that predominantly has uh, black athletes being the star yeah. of the show. I do think there is like something empowering about this being about this team, this Lakers team. Um, it's so interesting because you, you do have, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you have um, you have Magic Johnson, um, and some of these other people that I didn't know uh, as well. But getting to see like the Norm Nixon uh, story, Cooper um, in this in this episode, so I, I do think it was the right choice ultimately to like make yeah. it the Lakers show because you can still do this Larry Bird thing. Uh, the thing that I, I just yeah, we this season probably should be longer. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. keep saying it because it's true. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's it's a it's a wild a wild undertaking to to tell these four basketball seasons in, in a shortened season so yeah they're yeah. they're doing it so we'll see how well it works at the end i think i think by the end we'll say oh that worked or i did this and we'll say this is the blueprint to tell a short a a big story in a small season or we'll say oh, definitely yeah. gonna use those three other episodes um i really liked the red hour uh larry bird scene he's like you thirsty i could offer you a bud or a bud or a bud <laughs> and uh i just like the speech that uh that that red uh, does to convince so larry bird had been signed but had had been uncommitted the draft is coming up if he doesn't get signed by the next draft day he goes back into the pool um red uses this combination of being like don't you think you're the best man like if you if you go back in you actually think you're gonna get drafted number one like you're not um and uh but also says like i would draft you number one uh no matter what every day twice on sunday and then also this like you are basically the Celtics DNA. Also, we're going to create something that nobody's ever done before. I'm going to build a franchise around a corner man, the least important uh, role uh, on a basketball team. And if we do it, then I'm the greatest to ever build a team. Come do it with me. I really liked the scene. I liked, uh, you know, you could see how they gel well together in the same way that you can see that Jerry and uh, Bus and Magic gel well together. Yeah, at the same time, he's he's doing a lot of things in this speech. He's calling he's out lot. Bird. He, he's calling out Bird for kind of being a coward. Uh, he's you know he's you know hyping himself up and Bird up by saying we, we could be we are the best to ever do because I know that you could be the best and I'll be the best. So he's doing a lot in this scene here, and you know it's interesting because you know in the behind the scenes in the realness of it is that you know we talk about how Bus is this kind of prescient being in the NBA world uh you know Red is that way too because you know also in the companion guy we see we see that back in those days to draft a player all they had to be was four years outside of their college uh graduate of their high school graduation sorry for them to right. be drafted into the NBA right. so Red you know, before Bird is even out of college, because Bird took that one year layoff, was able to draft uh, draft Larry and get his NBA rights before he's actually out of college. So right. I think that was a really interesting uh, way for Red to kind of circumvent things, to go through a loophole, to actually get Larry Bird because he realized what he had on his hands there.
Yeah, that's one thing. I mean, the idea of like going to college or not, that's a bit, uh, there's a big thing in baseball about that. Of, like uh, some of these players get signed when they're 16 years old. Uh, so they can, uh, if they sign, they're they're kind of opting out of the potential to go um, uh, play at a, at a college. Um, gosh, this is it's so, yeah, the sports. Well, <laughs> sports, I mean, yeah, it's, it's amazing seeing, yeah. it's, it's kind of a, a, a commentary about the the current sports world because we yeah. see here it's like well you can't draft this person until they're out of college it's that's like right. no that's not the way anymore like some people just totally forgo college to, to yeah. go with the nba also to talk about you know oh he wants more money but his contract isn't even up yet as you see like in the sports world they're just doing they're doing it all the time now yeah you know, these sports stars want more money before the actual contract they signed is up it's like like the 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 gall of magic to want more money now we, he hasn't even finished out the five years it's like no this happens every day now yeah i mean we can we can pivot a little bit here to talk about the the magic and busting because i think they go hand in hand with uh yeah. with, with red and larry but um i do you know the thing about this like long-term commitment like that is a long that is a big commitment that is and claire's being like we have no money left um and so you got to figure it out. And that is a long time. And at the time, that was a lot of money. But the other thing that, like, I, I don't know the show. I don't know. Uh, is the show doing a good job here of basically this is the same reason why he signs all these guys. And we hear Coop being like, yeah, I got paid 10 times as much to do the exact same thing as I did before. That's only because uh, Jerry Buss could foresee that free the new free agency rules were going to drive up the price. Yeah, uh, I, I love that contract. scene. Yeah, I love that scene between Magic. I love that scene with Magic's uh, basketball camp in the in the, yes. in the in near the opening. Another he, good uh, outside the box use of him dreaming of these kids. Yeah, he's just imagining. Yeah, he's yeah. these kids talking crap about him. And then you know we we you know Jerry talked about his strategy of extending these players before the free agency comes up, and you see it working here with with Cooper. He's like, wow, I didn't thought they didn't like me, but they love me. I love the Lakers. They gave me money. I didn't have to ask them. It's like, yeah, they're kind of. They're they're going to shortchange you because they know that, you know, you can you could fetch a lot more money down the line. So they kind of fleeced you here, Cooper. But Cooper doesn't get it. Cooper's like, yeah, I can't believe it. They love me. And Magic, you know, Magic obviously is going to some type of way because he's like, oh, you know, they didn't give me more money. Now it's, he's got this idea of, you know, I need more money. Um, Yeah, and I uh, very fun. But also, yeah, that's because Bus sees that, like, you know, th th these are they're gonna people are gonna get paid, and a million dollars a year is is nothing now. Yeah. Uh, I was just looking at like 2023, so this upcoming NBA season, I wanted to see like who's making 25 million dollars, and if I knew them, and there's some guys I do not know who John Collins is. He plays for <laughs> apparently he plays for Utah. He is making 25 million dollars this year. Not that he's a bad player, I just don't know who he is. Kyle Kuzma also making 25 million dollars. Brook yeah, Lopez. This yeah. year, right? Like this in one year. year. Like in one year. Not, yeah. Magic's yeah. gonna make that in twenty-five years. Like total. Right. Like he's gonna make that twenty-five million over twenty-five years. So yeah, it's definitely a, a a you know a staggering comparison between then and now. And it, it like can be true that this is like bus showing a commitment to Magic Johnson of being like, it doesn't matter. You know, like I need I need you to hold up the end of the deal, but I believe that as long as you say you believe you can do it, then I believe you can do it too. So let's do it here. Here's, you know, $25 million over the course of 25 years. Um, I, I, we've been saying, I've been saying I want more magic and Jerry. We get to the yeah. beginning of the episode, magic's calling cookie. And I really like this as well of the cookie and the way that everything is parallel in this episode, I thought was really well done in terms of the writing. So I feel like, uh, Larry bird and red Auerbach is the, the, like, 
while they're they get the scene together we also get this like jerry bus and magic scene and then um as magic is gonna sign this 25 year deal he tells he calls cookie to be like look this is amazing and she's like yeah but i don't want to live in los angeles so like never gonna happen and he's like well i'm not gonna be with anybody who won't live in los angeles so she's like they're like okay and they they break up the phone he's he actually says i'm marrying the los angeles lakers um so i just really liked the interplay between all of these stories in the way that like i felt like it was a really cohesive episode yeah there's just a delicate dance between cookie and magic that, that we've been getting for the past few episodes of like well they won't they if you don't mean if you know the real life you you know what happens mm-hmm. um but i i do enjoy the the interplay of cookie who's already kind of resigned herself in a way that she's going to be with magic but she's she's doing this dance with the magic and i, I really enjoy the performance between between them both and, and as magic says after this meeting with west he's like yeah the the cell has really worked on magic like, yeah like you said i'm marrying the lakers like whoever i'm with needs to accept that needs to marry the lakers as well so definitely definitely a good a, a good idea of magic's commitment and passion to the lakers there um and it's just him right i feel like she's like i'm a lansing girl and magic is like i'm an la guy you know uh which is it's really interesting to think about like a time like how much that actually does factor into um players and where they want to play and where they'll choose to to sign um because it does seem like playing for the los angeles lakers is a big enough deal for this sort of conflict with norm nixon to i'll put in quote big quotations resolve itself um Mm. in terms of he's gonna say magic is the problem at the beginning of the the thing he's there was everybody was open uh he didn't he didn't pass the ball i love the kids i love the kids larry bird would have passed the ball (laughs) it's just like as they're like smack talking him why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with royal caribbean you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in north america you don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So this is apparently pretty true, other than the fact that they weren't at. Um, uh, Jerry's house. They went to on a trip to La, uh, Las Vegas, and it was it was to completely try to like settle this beef. And apparently, this story is like as it has been told by everybody. This is basically how it goes, where Jerry Bust basically like it's basically a threat of like yeah, if you're not threat. if you're not going to work with Magic, Magic's the guy who's going to stay on the team. I'll trade you wherever you want. Uh, you can go, uh, but essentially, you will not be the one on this team if it if it doesn't work between you and Magic. And obviously, Norm agrees at least to say. All right, we're good. I'll, we'll figure it out. This is like a good fellas, like it's mob, bad, yeah. like you know, yeah. this is kind of this veiled threat with the seemingly the enforcer of like magic just lurking around the background, just like grinning and smiling at Norm. When he literally inserts himself in the middle of them as as yeah. Bus is like talking to Norm about he can trade him, and it's like it's not like this, like it's just like you just see magic like reaching for something. I'm like he's, he's literally present. inserting himself in the middle of this conversation. Yeah, he's showing his presence. He's showing Going, he's he's really kind of big timing norm and i mean as bus and magic are both there just kind of big timing norm like like what are you gonna do and, and you know you as this meeting is taking place you remember norm being so comfortable in the beginning of this episode telling uh telling bus like yeah magic's a problem magic's the issue and then now we're here and and bus is like all right go ahead say it to his face then go ahead say it say what you said to me earlier and norm's like no everything's everything's it's really good. good it's fine yeah. yeah it's good it's just interesting to see norm who's usually so big in in presence and big in uh in you know in his personality just kind of shrink so small here and, and you know as he as he's coming with the bus to this to this you know brunch he's like oh yeah so you can just tell he's like i'm so glad we, we got one-on-one time me and you oh that's and so then, sad and then bus comes in, like yeah magic's here too and you see norm just shrinks like his yeah, his face when uh, when he realizes that uh, Magic Johnson is also joined for brunch is pretty good. Um, what do you make of this last line of like uh, Magic being like, uh, I know what I, you know, I know what I'm gonna say. Like, Norm better stop eating my melon. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, like this, he takes the melon off the fork. Just a shit eating grin on his face. It's like, yeah, you just got punked. Like, <laughs> you know, I you just like I just served you. So here's you give me my shit back. This is my team. I'm taking it now. It's it's over. We talked about in season one that like, it's not, it's like sometimes they definitely shield magic a little bit to a degree. And there's times where like, it's a, you know, um, it, it does feel like not the, the most like, you know, clean cut, uh, depiction of magic Johnson that maybe he would have wanted. And I feel like the beginning of the season, we talked about, um, uh, he like he he kind of denied this baby being his um and how much he put up a fight about that until there's actually a dna test done and the show kind of makes it seem like you know he has an immediate change of heart once his father was coming to father yeah so i feel like you know there is a way of like the show this far has a pretty good uh representation of this is a i feel like this is a bad this is a bad look uh i feel like for magic johnson at the end of this episode um you know i i didn't see it as that bad i kind of saw it as like yeah i i kind of won like this this is me winning but he didn't I don't know. I, I didn't think it was that bad. I just thought it was like, yeah, bus is on my side. This is my team. So yeah. I think it could have been a yeah. lot worse, basically. I, that's fair. I think it's also like 
clearly norm is like you know eating some you know here to like you know uh placate what's happening yeah. uh and so for magic be like stop eating my melon is <laughs> which I, I i take it as like i'm gonna i'm gonna be the point guard i'm gonna get the ball like this is my team which is yeah. like you know fine but also like i don't know norm's being <laughs> obviously placated because he like he's gonna get traded if he doesn't but yeah i mean norm i, I think everybody sees like the lakers are a force we reckon with and norm wants to be a part of that so he's gonna have to you know he's gonna have to take it he realizes now that magic has won the little battle between them because bus is obviously squarely in magic's corner here yeah this is uh this episode is pretty basketball heavy again uh in terms of um i guess the larry bird stuff is i mean it is still pretty basketball-y but um uh no not a lot of no cream at all i none. don't think yeah. none um i did like uh what's this guy's name the the white jones? guy on, no the, okay yeah he does get a great save. love jones yeah love jones uh, uh what were you talking about uh who's the guy the blonde hair guy uh and i only want to shout him out because of basketball camp oh uh, landsberger he's, he's so excited to teach layups he says layups are yeah. important come on guys yeah, yeah that's because you know that's all he can do that's, that's what he's <laughs> that's what he's for on the team like uh, come on guys layups are important <laughs> yeah uh you want to talk about the jones yeah i really i thought it was like you know, really good in terms of once again showing like how quick, like what teams actually think of you as a as a player and how you are a commodity. Uh, he says he has triplets at home and just bought a new house, and now he has to move to Washington D.C. Yeah, which I mean was like you know, I mean come on, Jones, you you know what you know what you signed up for in a way, like you're a basketball player. Hundred percent. These things happen, but he definitely took it personally. I think Jones is also one of the ones who in the media was kind of. Uh, not afraid, you know, more even more than Norm was not afraid to say what he felt like. I think he was one of the guys who was like, This is a circus, as they were talking about magic coming back, um, from injury. But yeah, you know, that's pretty much all we've ever got from Jones. And now we see this real tirade where he's he, you know, getting traded. Pat Riley, you nothing about it. I guess this is a good way to segue into the Pat Paul stuff. Yeah. Um, but as you know, Jones is being told he's being traded, knocking on Westhead's door because he knows Westhead is in there. <laughs> like, okay, bad look for Paul this episode. Paul has oh, the worst. Paul looks look. the worst this episode, yeah. right? Just, just, yeah. just MF for this, MF for that at Paul Westhead's door. And as he's walking out, he's like, got a freaking English teacher coaching an NBA <laughs> team. What uh -huh. the hell is this? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think that the thing for Jones is that like he had no heads up, uh, which yeah. I think is like, you know, as from the head office, like, is it the best? I, I mean, certainly probably not during the season um, in the preseason. Is it like, do you give someone a heads up that they might be traded? I, I, I've never run a professional team, so I actually don't know. Um, uh, he does seem to be pretty mad at everybody for just like, you know, letting it happen. So and I, I think also like I can imagine that like, yeah, as much as this is probably like too much of a reaction, I'm sure being traded is like, depending on what's happening, especially when they're like bringing in a guy who they think like, you know, whatever they think of it. Like if you're being like the optics of being traded, like if you're at our last at the last MLB uh, trade deadline, right? Like, yeah, Max Scherzer gets traded for like prospects like that's much different. And like you're going to a team that like it's going to win versus these trades in the NBA that seem much more like like one asset for another asset and like you know what money i think is involved in this in this deal this is a um the the jerry bus approvals here to go up to 800k probably goes to i think goes to the team probably not uh cup check but um it kind of sucks if you you're like you're traded for and and the team is kind of being like yeah it's not we'll be better without you essentially right yeah i mean it's you know it's saying that we you are expendable like you mm -hmm. are not worth 
in our time as, as bill puts it jones is a sweetener to the yeah. deal for for yeah. cup check so it's like it's like a you know we just had to give him somebody so we just decided to give give him to give you give them you chones yeah uh which was really interesting uh to see to see and see chones reaction to it because it, and again like the lakers know who the lakers are lakers know that they are a team that's on the on the rise probably going to have many more championships and to be traded off a team like that has to also really hurt as well you know you didn't have belief in the 1982 washington bullets yeah, no, I don't <laughs> think so. Um, I think I think HBO is is producing a a, a Washington Bullets dynasty TV show, so Jones should be able to get Jones, some work. It's going to be crossover character. Right? <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about Pat and Paul. This is a bad episode for Paul. This is really bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, the hiring his own scout to go and scout somebody, um, and I feel like the biggest thing is like how many outs everybody gives him. Like Pat's like. Dude, if you don't trust me and you don't want me here, I'm I'm good. You can tell me to go and I'll leave. Uh, which would have been an interesting, like alternate universe um, scenario where, like, if Pat Riley is gone before the start of the uh, '82 season, but uh, Paul's like, no, I want you here. I I trust you. Like, I I want you around because I actually know how much I need you. But also, yeah, like, you have to look like you're like number two. You can't look like oh. the number one guy. You know, in some circles, I think people would call what Paul is doing some real like beta energy. <laughs> it's like, it's uh-huh. what I think uh-huh. Paul's really giving off here because he doesn't want to admit any fault, but he doesn't want to let go of what he knows is working. And he just wants people to respect him. Like, this is the carbon thing respect my authority. Like, that's, that's, right. what, he, that's what he wants. He just wants 100%. people to look at him as the big boss. And you can tell people are really trying to, at this point, work around paul and work around what what you know for whatever reason bus gave him all this authority in his contract they're trying to really get around that and paul is noticing and paul does not like it i loved the scenes that like that exactly build into that so uh one scene in particular is when bill comes in um uh, paul is talking to the scout i think he had sent the new assistant coach he'd sent him to go look at mitch and uh and bill drops two things he's like so bus agreed to eight hundred thousand so bus agreed to eight hundred thousand dollars yeah your bill impression yeah we're gonna get one please and he's like, well, that's great. I've been saying he's great. He's like, no, it actually took a call to some guy. I don't know yeah. who like was like, yeah, he was great when I played when he played for me in college. And so Paul's and like, Bill, son of a Bill, <laughs> Bill, that moment is like, Bill, you know what you're doing? Stop it. Like, let Paul have his win. Let him yeah. have what he wants because he's a little crybaby. You take away his toy, <laughs> which is like respect. And, yeah. You know, he's going to cry. He's going to gonna have a problem with this. So Bill, and I think obviously Bill probably knew what he was doing. There. Bill's just probably about as sick of Paul as anyone else. Like, well, actually, no, we called this other guy and he said he was good. So we went ahead and, do, and did the deal. It's so funny. And then Paul's like, well, I've been saying that for a long time. He's like, yeah, but it took a call to, to Dean Wilson or something to get the deal done. And then he drops, yeah, we're going to have to throw in a sweetener. And I, you know, I talked to Pat. Pat doesn't think uh, like we should trade Jones. And Paul's like, what the Pat. hell? <laughs> to Pat. I also think the look that they've given Paul, which it might be accurate, makes him look like such a, he's trying so a hard to be the it's beta energy. I think you're yeah. right. Yeah, such a doofus Paul is, and and Jason, you know, all props to Jason Siegel. He plays 100%. it fantastically. Just this <laughs> this really insecure guy that's trying to hold this has this like stranglehold on any respect and authority that he that he can. And oh, then, by the, the way, just a yeah. random note. Yeah, shout out to Gillian Jacobs' uh, agents who somehow yeah, that's right. That's right. She keeps getting her name credits. in the opening credits. Like, <laughs> is she ever going to show back up? Yeah, Mrs. Riley is really. 
yeah uh that's hilarious that's really that's yeah. a good point uh this scene with uh with pat and paul and i do love that paul was in fact in his, <laughs> paul was in fact in his uh in his office when jones is knocking just on the cowering door. behind his desk i'm sure he probably probably even like hit under the desk just in case jones was able to get his way into the door <laughs> yeah um yeah but the scene i think uh yeah i mean certainly sets up uh tension between pat and paul i think in a in a pretty compelling way and and yeah Paul saying, no, you should stay. You just have to, you just have to listen. You, everybody you has to, to know I, I'm in charge. You just have to do what I want. Like you can't just say whatever you want to say. You have to check in with me first. <laughs> yeah. These are all things that you should be asking permission for. Yeah, is what he don't says. give your opinion on anything until you talk to me first. Oh, wild, wild. Uh, wild. Yeah. Um, the, the acting in this whole stuff isn't very good. Uh, yeah, and, the, and, the way they're, and the way they're really building this up into they're really putting the pressure onto onto paul just for when this all blows up it's just going to be spectacular i think i mean and you say fair play to, to gillian jacobs i mean maybe also fair play to jason siegel to get he's gonna get basically half the, half the yeah, season. Half the show, yeah. they're like how many how many seasons of basketball are we doing like like four it's like uh, oh yeah, but, interesting <laughs> but he still has to show up gillian doesn't have to set foot on set <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, Gillian, Jillian, whatever the hell her name is. I, I don't know. I never got her name right. She doesn't. Even, she doesn't have to. She doesn't have to set a, a pinky toe on the yeah. set of the show to get credit for. Yeah. All right. The last I think little bit here is uh, is this genie thing where I actually think this is quite ruthless. I know she tries to say that her dad signed off on it, but she does trade Johnny's uh, girlfriend, uh, uh, the love of his life, away for this player that she wants to be able to get the strings uh as a potentially a championship winning tennis team um and uh once again just like uh more like are you sure this is for you? you're pretty good at it but i don't know if you should be like this genie yeah i really wish we could have gotten some uh some more seeds of that of like the actual trade going down I'm like hey so i know we got this deal pretty good in place well, but do you want this other girl <laughs> do well do you know that anna the girlfriend says when like bus says no business talk during monopoly mm -hmm. she goes i used to play with her do you want me to give her a call <laughs> which seemingly suggests, yeah suggests <laughs> that anna like gets this girl to agree to be traded to the team only for her to be traded in the deal yeah, little, little is little she she's signing her own death warrant um but you know another Another, another thing to note based on real life uh, -huh. uh this this trade did go down but it was not for martina uh what's her name martina natatilova it was yeah. for some other tennis player but i think they put in martina's name just to make it you know a little more juicy because yeah. she's a she's a known name but i just wish you could have gotten the negotiations like i know we, we i know we've hammered out the deal but do you want this girl uh um, what's her name anna do you want do you just want anna for free i can give her to you just i just so i don't want funny. her on the team anymore because and the way johnny comes in just so on fire about this as just like a petulant little child that this they took his girlfriend away was so fantastic and the way he's like burns genie by being like you will never be his favorite son no matter what you do it's like oh 100 trophies ouch. you could bring home yeah ouch. um it's really this is like not what i expected the boy the the bus boys to be like i thought they would be like uh inept but like eager to 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 yeah. like win his affection um, so very interesting were... yeah yeah, I thought they would come in acting like they were they were the shit. Smart, yeah. Like, yeah, they were smart, but really being dumb dumb as hell. But it really seems like they're being portrayed here as like, yeah, we know we're, you know, getting a free ride and don't really care. 
Yeah, I just want to live my life. I don't care about like the yeah. the LA strings, you know. Uh, I just care about one LA string, uh, not the rest of them. Yeah. Um, that's I'll brutal. Puck that string all night long. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's that is uh, so brutal from both Genie and uh, uh, Jerry Buffs to trade <laughs> their their son or brother's girlfriend. That's I mean, wild. listen, Genie said, said like, listen, I I told you, I warned you, do not get involved with this woman because she is basically she is an asset she is you know something to be bought sold and traded so don't get too attached it's like when you're on a farm you're like you know don't get too attached to that uh to that, that pig over there don't don't start naming these <laughs> these farm animals because ne- next thing you know you're gonna be eating them up for breakfast my mom uh grew up on a farm and has never been able to have uh lamb because she had a favorite lamb that she learned <laughs> yeah uh was also a delicious lamb Mary um, had a little lamb for breakfast that's right uh she, I mean, spoilers, but Jeannie is going to go on to win the LA Strings Championship. So it is the right move to trade. Yeah. Uh, although it's not, she does acquire this uh, Martina Navratilova yeah, just later than it just was later. the trade here. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. When I mean, there's like so much time, like, why did they do that? I mean, I don't, I guess it doesn't matter, right? Is it just it a more matter. fun, I mean, is it a funner I, tennis name? Yeah. I've like, heard the name. I've literally heard that name before. I was like, yeah. when they said the name, I was like, I've heard that name somewhere. I don't know who that is, but I've definitely heard the name. So I guess it's just to, to kind of spice it up a little bit and yeah. know, do it, do it for a, a brand name in, in our minds when we hear it. Um, Jerry Buss is going to um, hurt Honey, right? <laughs> She's like, please oh, don't hurt oh, me. Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, come on. We can all see that coming. Like, <laughs> if you ever watch a TV show, you know this is going to crash and burn spectacularly. Yeah. Like, she's... He's going to set her on fire again and throw her in another pool. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I've worked so hard. This really scares me. All the champagne and caviar. Please don't hurt me. It's like and he's like, no. Nah. Like... Actually, he doesn't say I won't. He just like kind of shakes his head. He's like, nah, he's like, baby. ah, so nah. you, you dear thing. It's like, we all just want to say like, oh, sweetie. Like, as she says, like, run. You have no idea what you're up to. You a danger girl. Like, get out of there now. <laughs> uh, it's, it's tough. It's real tough. I do love the song they play. I think Stumbling In. Uh, the oh. soundtrack to the show is just so good. So I want to highlight again, like, the I really love the, like, country music twang thing they put mm. on, like, the Larry Bird scenes with, like, the font is in the green, uh, yeah. whatever. But the whole, the whole like, soundtrack to the show is just, like, the, it has such vibes. This show. Yeah, they should definitely win awards for the musical direction of this of this show. It's it's so good. Did you see that? Uh, I'm not sure exactly what his role on the show, but this individual tweeted out that uh, he works on the show. Um, initially said, uh, unfortunately, I don't know if this is the best wording, uh, the best way to word this, but that the strikes are are is hemorrhaging um, uh, their ability uh, to be a successful show, and they desperately need people to watch. Um, I want to say it's Jeff Perlman who actually was the writer of the book. Okay, right, that makes sense. Um, and uh, and he then went on to say like all these great young actors who are putting on great performances. Like we got to support them, which is like, yeah, probably the better. Than yeah. Like, he's like, oh, I think he strike. says like, you know, oh, darn, we're probably not going to get a season three because of the stupid strikes. Okay. I mean, I get everybody agrees that the strike sucks and it's, it did not, it's not a uh, good that they have to strike, but also they have to strike. And so just if people who work on TV shows that I'm podcasting about could stop putting their food, foot in their mouth i would love it looking at you steven amal now you jeff perlman just uh just saying yeah um do we miss anything about uh the second coming jason anything else um yeah i don't think so i think i think we covered most of it um again just the red hour back of it all is so great i love him too as you mentioned that that um that you know that scene with with larry do we want i don't know we want to mention you know what i don't know how much of cup check they're going to get into 
um down the line because we did get info about like what really happened with cup chick later so we'll maybe we'll wait until next episode to get I know, into that uh, it's interesting because of the companion guides like sometimes the companion guys will tell us stuff that like so like yeah. genie winning the championship and then i wonder if like is that going to be in a future episode or do they put in the companion yeah. guy because they're not i mean Cupcheck does the, the trade happens. He basically is a nothing burger for the team just because right. of injury. So it's like, yeah, I don't, but it's, it's so weird because of like how, how much will they go yeah. forward? Like will we ever season. see Cupcheck? Are, are we going to like start in the middle of next season and be like, well, Cupcheck was supposed to be this great hope for the, for the Lakers, but he, <laughs> yeah, was, he was out really soon. We'll and I mean, check name, check him. Yeah. Yeah. Name check Cupcheck. Um, but like he does end up being very, uh, you know, uh, even though he doesn't make it as a player, he ends up being very important to the Lakers down the line as like, you know, a front office person. Um, one thing I thought was really interesting is that um, they do this whole scene where there's a guy watching Larry Bird. And, and so I don't know if this is just me, like not having enough basketball no knowledge or what, but like, there's this thing where like, that guy's sitting there and then they like put up the graphic of who he is, which is like, <laughs> that's fine. I get, like you're giving me the information that he's like Bill Hodges. He's the like scout for, or he's the coach of the Indiana state university or whatever. And he's going to have a scene. But I also think like, can you just have like, why do we need to put like <laughs> often the graph? I think it's more fun when it's like, Ooh, that's like Elton John or like, that's like, you know, <laughs> that's uh who's from like, who's the guy who uh Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson right. When yeah. they're like, put Jack, that's Jack. That's supposed to be Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, they, this is Bill Hodges. You're like, do, oh, do, do you yeah. want to be waiting? Be like, why is this random guy just scoping out Larry Bird? Like, what is this about? Are we supposed well, you, to assume that's a basketball person? Like, we we know it's a basketball person. We get that. Yeah, and then you could just have him be like, uh, Bill, I'm not playing for any state university, right? You could just write it at the dot. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes it get a little too cute, is what you're saying. <laughs> I think so, especially when I'm like, oh, I get okay, Bill Hodges, okay, and then I look him up, and he's like, he's it's <laughs> a rando. Yeah, like it's fun when like last season when they did with like with David Stern, is it David Stern, right? Because he's the like yeah. at that time he's the assistant. Yeah, he's GM, going to become the commissioner, yeah. and then he'll be the—he's the assistant commissioner, and then he'll become and like that's—you know—I know him. Like it's yeah, I'm like okay, Bill Hodges, apparently a big deal. It's like or nah, was the guy that really. Roger Sterling was that his name? Or Donald yeah. Sterling was his name, right? Oh yeah, but that was because like I feel like he did make right because he yeah because he's infamous. Clippers. He's going to be infamous yeah. later down the line. So yeah, that was that that is what makes it interesting. But like yeah, it'll be like this is one guy. It's probably going to be in Justice episode. You'll never hear <laughs> of him again. <laughs> it's probably a little too much. Yeah, when you search Bill Hodges, it's a, that's a Stephen King trilogy. <laughs> like, okay, all right. Anyway, I uh, I did enjoy this one. Grace, yeah. did you hear about Stephen King who wrote this book about this random assistant, uh, you know, assistant basketball coach at Indiana? That's State? right. That's right. Um, all right, I really enjoyed this one. The second coming, a little annoying that the second coming is the third episode of the season, but yeah, that's come fine. On, come on, yeah. Amy. Come on, titling department. <laughs> um. That's that's Larry Bird. Larry Bird is the second coming. Who's who's the second guy? He's the second coming. Yeah, that's because what, that's what we called him in that in that Boston news piece. Like uh, it, it was like Easter right. just ended, but uh, Larry Bird oh, yeah. is the second coming for people in Boston. Yeah, that's what it was. Right. Okay. All right. That's fine. Episode title. Yeah. Um. All right. We will be back uh, next week with more Winning Time season three episode season three. Hopefully one day. Uh, but for now, season two. According to Jeff Fermo, we're not getting to season three because <laughs> of freaking strikes. Uh, that's right. In the meantime, uh, I got lots going on here on post show recaps. Uh, we uh, have, have finished our dark rewatch and now we're doing some time travel movies before we decide what to do next. So we're going to be watching primer uh, next week to the horror movie uh, covering foundation, Heartstopper, heels, the after party, lots of movies each week with Ariel. Um, I know uh, I'm on socials at high from grace, right? Go for grace. Jason, what about you? 
Uh, my list is much shorter. Um, I am. Uh, besides this, the only thing I'm covering here on Postal Recaps right now is uh, Special Ops Linus with Saucer Joseph. Uh, come check that show out. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say what I want to say about that show. Um, uh-huh. But also over on the uh, Rob Has Podcast side of things, the show I made our first site is on hiatus right now, but my co-host and I, Adrian Welch, actually had some postseason interviews with a couple of the wives that are on the show. Uh, so if you're interested, if you're into that at all for any reason, go check those out over on a perfect match um, on that podcast or on the Rob Has Podcast Network. Uh, other than that, uh, that's about it. All right. We'll be back next week with uh, episode four. Until then, keep dreaming, keep dribbling. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.